This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Man, behind this mix, Ryan Shepard played golf with him yesterday. He and uh, Jordan and Gavin, they made the drive to Peterborough. It took them about eight hours to get there. (laughs) But they made it. There were phones lost on the course. There was fun had. There was Boomsies balls launched into, into every corner of that golf course. But we made it out alive. It's episode number 23 of And yes, they said that when they drove those Boomsies balls yesterday. So episode number 23. We name each episode after the player who wore that number jersey the best. And when it comes to number 23, there is only one number 23. Bob Ganey. We have a correction from uh, last week. And it has to do with, uh, uh, well, it's explained here. Hey, Toolsy, just a quick correction from last week's episode. I mentioned my childhood nickname was Turd and how it was often used in the jingle, only nerds and turds wear glasses. I appreciate you calling bullshit on the jingle by saying you've never seen a turd wear glasses. Unfortunately, the turd they were referring to was me. And I did wear glasses. Anyways, keep up the great work on the pod. A Sasky fan from Regina, Curtis. Only nerds and turds wear glass. Okay, now it makes sense. Again, that's a tough one. The turd nickname. Oh boy, Connor McDavid. Video going on around about him with uh, holding the hand of a female friend. Maybe it was a cousin. Maybe it was a relative. I don't know. I'm not one to judge. I can't even figure out where the video's from. Some people say, yep, that's Toronto. Other people are like, nope, that's Austin, Texas. So if I'm Connor McDavid, I'm like, hey, can you tell me where this video is? I think it's fake. Is that Austin? No one's ever confused Austin, Texas with Toronto, Ontario. And if, okay, if that doesn't work, he says, hey. Come on, this person's clearly leading me to my vehicle, which I couldn't find. She is my chauffeur. I I had drank some alcohol. She was my chauffeur. Get me home safely. There you go. 
She was making sure he got into the right vehicle. Problem solved. Nothing wrong here. Moving on. He was being responsible. Out to celebrate uh, a year in which they made great strides, the Edmonton Oilers. Blowing off some steam. Just wanted to find his way home. Someone, If it wasn't Austin. That was the only hockey fan. Connor's like, we came to f***ing Austin because no one watches hockey and there's one guy. There's always one guy. The one hockey fan in Austin. Takes the video. Guys back in the day, though. They didn't have to worry about that. No phones. And if someone was carrying a phone at a bar, it would take them 10 minutes to get it out of their pocket. And okay, you, okay, you got you to gotta stand here for five minutes while I take this picture and I'm going to go under this hood. And uh, oh, sorry, we had different camera taking it. I guess there was an in-between between cell phones and old-timey camera taking. The paparazzi in the old-timey days. Yeah, they didn't get a lot of candid pictures of... Uh, whoever an 1800 hockey player is. They probably just beat the at anyone whenever they wanted and made it with anyone because they're, they're like, I play in the NHL. I do what I want. Me caveman. Okay, so Connor, his summer's off to a bit of a rocky start. Connor, if you're listening, I'm about to fix your summer, buddy. Last week, I gave Dan's summer movie Gold Star Boomsies recommendation. This week... I am giving another Dan Summer Gold Star Boomsies movie recommendation. Nick Cage's new movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, is a revelation. I am going on the record to say it is even better than Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, which I raved about last week. Rotten Tomatoes agrees. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, 81%. Nick Cage's new movie, 87%. Nick Cage in every movie he's in is Nick Cage. But in this movie, Nick Cage embraces everything that is Nick Cage. He is literally Nick Cage. I'm a massive Nick Cage fan. I should have, I have a pillow in my living room. That has Nick Cage smoking a cigar. Why the f*** didn't I bring that down here? Ah, well, it's a video form. You, you can... Audio, I mean. People listen to this. Seven people watch it. I don't want to give anything away about this Nick Cage movie. But I was overcome with laughter multiple times. Multiple times. I'm like, <laughs> is this... Is this... Yes, this is Nick Cage. So move out of the way, Rescue Rangers. We have a new summer king in town. I gave Rescue Ran- Chippendale Rescue Rangers five boomsies out of five. Nick Cage's new movies, new movie, six boomsies out of six. Unheard of. So there you go. Connor McDavid, you get home to Edmonton, wherever you're spending the summer. And you pop that movie on or go to the movie theater. And everything's fixed. You say, hey, I don't know. Were we in Austin? Were we in Toronto? Was that my Uber driver or was that my cousin? It's all cloudy information right now. What we can all agree on is this Nick. Cage movie needs to be watched. And then once that movie's over, all is forgotten. All is right in the world again. So you're welcome, Connor McDavid. Oh, our, our guest this week. 
to talk hockey is, well, he's played for a lot of teams, but he played for the Flyers last year. He's known by several Canadian fan bases because he's played on several Canadian teams. Nate Thompson will be joining us. He's also going to give a Stanley Cup pick. He played for Tampa at one point. He knows these guys. He played against... Oh, anyway. He's coming up in a second. But I just had a, a beef. I had a lot of beefs last week about hot slides and my brother Vince being the real comedian that he is, sent me a text. He goes, uh, yeah, the way to cool down a slide, I don't know, put water down it, and here's an idea, call it a water slide. I'm like, yeah, Brainiac, I know what a water slide is. You can't have running water on play sets at parks because kids will be falling everywhere. So you need a way to cool a slide that's not a water slide. And then I figured it out after listening to the podcast because I said the the splash pad water is too cold. The, the slide is too hot. Run that splash pad water in a tube on the outskirts or under that slide. So it's going to cool it down while warming that water. And then run that back through the splash pad. So you're cooling the slide, warming the water into the splash pad. Repeat the process. Someone knows what I'm talking about here. That's an engineer. Please come up with that solution. Thank you. Also, here's my beef. Come up with a solution for all the wine signs. It's out of control. There's a little sign here. There's a little sign shop in our, uh, our little hometown here. Well, it's not my hometown, my little town. In which it's now a running joke between my daughter Ruby and I when we walk by. Because there's a lot of wine signs. Like, hey! Hey, it's, oh, what is it? Oh, look at the time! It's wine o'clock! Home is where the wine is! So now... (laughs) Ruby and I have started making our own. We openly mock them now. Not just the sign shop, because they're just going with the trend. I guess these wine signs are trendy. So so I made some. But we take them to another level. Like, life happens, but I will eat your vomit if there's wine in it. Is that going too far? Good friends are like wine, and I will punch you in the face if you don't dump wine down my throat. I don't do drugs, but replace all my blood with wine. O'clock. Wine signs. Get out of here. Uh, there's nothing better than a glass of wine. Stick a needle of wine into my eyeball. Stanley Cup final. That's a great segue. Stanley Cup final is underway. I say that because we taped this on Tuesday. Oh, no. The first game is Wednesday, so it's tonight. Stanley Cup final gets underway tonight. Unless you're listening on Thursday, then it started last night. Then if you're listening on Friday, it started two nights ago. Then if you're listening in the distant future, ah, you you don't give a We don't try to stay current here. Just kind of. We're kind of current. Welcome to Boomsies. Was it taped in 2022? Yep. When? Uh, I don't know. So why don't we get to that Stanley Cup final? To a man that knows both the Lightning and Avs very well because his team played against them this year. He played on the Bolts. Didn't play on the Avs, but he played against both teams, played on the Bolts, not this year. I'm getting very, I'm confusing you already. Anyway, 
His name is Nate Thompson, and I sure as hell hope there's not a jackhammer outside his house. Nate, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. You uh, are into your summer now. You just went fishing. How was it? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, anytime I get to go home back to Alaska and do some good uh, rainbow trout fishing, which is my favorite on, on a fly rod, it's, um, it's a win. You, I looked it up, uh, your career, uh, you've played for a lot of teams. At one point, you got to play for the Alaska Aces. How cool was that? I did. It was awesome. You know, it was, it was an opportunity where I went back home and I skated in camp with them because their head coach at the time was my assistant coach in Providence when I was in the minors in the American League. And the opportunity came where, you know, skating in training camp and I kind of was having fun. And next thing you know, I'm on the team and I'm playing at home and my parents are able to drive to the game to watch me play instead of uh, having to take a, you know, eight, nine hour flight all the way from Alaska to wherever I am. So it, uh, it was awesome. It was something I'll never forget. And, and I'm glad I did it. Okay. Give us a Stanley cup final preview. I looked it up. Philly, you want to combine 0 and five against Tampa and Colorado this year. 0 and three against Tampa, 0 and two against Colorado. Uh, thanks for reminding us. Thank you. Did you play in those games? Cause you were hurt this year. You had a shoulder injury. Uh, yes, I think I played in one game against Tampa and, that, or no, sorry, two games against Tampa there in a home and away. And then I don't think I played any games against Colorado. So, okay. So give us uh Tampa, you just watch them and you're like, these guys just know how to win because the playoff experience is so key, especially for a team that's been there before. Correct. Correct. I mean, you look at their team up and down their lineup and you look at all the they're from their superstars down to their fourth line guys and they all play a certain way and they all know they have to play a certain way no matter what their role is. And but then you see their superstar guys doing the stuff that you should see bottom six, third and fourth line guys, you know, the the, the little things. And I just I can't see them losing. I, I just don't see them losing to Colorado. I think Colorado is a wagon of a team. I just – Tampa has that ingredients. They have that core. Then, then, and then first and foremost, they have the goalie. What I compare – tell me if I'm correct or if I'm way off. But a long playoff run and a team that's just getting into the playoffs for the first time, say like the Oilers. So they yeah. lose. They, they make a deeper run this year. But it's like someone running a marathon and you sprint at the beginning. Not saying the Oilers did anything wrong, but you're like, oh, this is how you run a marathon. This is how you spread it out. Is it kind of along those lines? 100%. I mean, you've seen the teams that have lost in the past and then won after that. You've seen Pittsburgh when they lost to way back when they lost to Detroit in the cup finals. And the next year they beat them in the next finals. And then. You've seen Tampa when they lose first round, they get swept by Columbus. And then now they've rattled off two years in a row, two cups. I think there is something to be said from losing. There's a, you learn about your your team, you learn about yourself, you learn about what it takes. Um, and yeah, I think having that experience and knowing the ins and outs of, you know, playoff series, whether it's, you know, you get down to nothing or you get down to one or, you know, the, the game within the game during a playoff series, you really see that as you get experience and as you move on. So I think it's, I think it's a huge advantage for a team that's been there. Uh, how's the shoulder and what's uh, on tap for uh, next season? Give us, give us the lowdown. Well, the shoulder is feeling pretty good. I was able to finish the season and play some games, which was a positive and I'm going to continue playing. I, I don't know where that'll be next year. Um, but we'll see. I mean, free agency comes up, as you know, in July, you know, July 13th, I believe it is. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. And uh, I'm ready to keep going, though. Well, I just got to say, I saw you play in person when you came to to Toronto. You left me some tickets. They were pretty high up, but they're still free. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you were a face-off specialist that night. I just got to throw that in there for you, buddy. Yeah, uh, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Okay, here's what we like to do with uh, players. Uh, we uh, rattle off names of guys he used to play with, and you give us a little tidbit on each one. We got, we're got we going big off the top. 
the legend that is Dougie Waite. You played with him on the Islanders. Dougie Waite. Um, awesome guy. Hilarious. Uh, one of those guys that was just always in a good mood coming to the rink. Uh, and then you had the dynamic of him and Billy Garen together. And it was just nonstop comedy. And, and they like to... <laughs> They like to pick on me when I come into the rink. I was a, I was a rookie. I was my first year in the league. So um, they really, uh, you know, they gave it to me in a fun way. But, uh, you know, like, for example, I'd be eating eating something to dinner and they would walk by and Billy Garen would grab the piece of steak with his hand and take a bite out of it and say, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Then put it back on my plate, you know, stuff like that. But uh, it was a lot of fun to play with both those guys, especially Dougie Wade. He's a great guy. Uh, you played with John Tavares in his rookie season on the island. JT, yes, he was 18 at the time. He actually lived with Dougie Waite. And, uh, you know, as you guys know, being in Toronto, I mean, I haven't talked to JT in a long time, but he's a very intense guy, very serious, very dedicated. And he was the same way when he was 18. Um, I don't think he's changed one bit. I think it was probably good for him to live with Dougie Waite because he got him to relax a little bit. So um, that's John Tavares in a nutshell. You all then went to Tampa and you played with Steven Stamkos when he was a rookie. So that means Barry Melrose was your coach? I missed it. I missed Barry oh. Melrose. I, I had Rick Tockett as my head coach. Okay, so Stammer as a rookie. Stammer as a rookie. Um, well, I know it would have been his second year. Oh, his second, okay. His, his second year. So, I mean, he scored 51 goals his second year in the league. And Stammer, we, we had, Stammer is actually one of my good buddies. We played together for five years. We still keep in touch. And um, it's been fun to watch him. I mean, I think his game's really evolved. And over the years, I think he's a pretty all-around complete player now where maybe then he was – pure goal scorer and that was it so uh great guy great leader and um first ballot hall of famer i was going to a sportsman's dinner or something and barry melrose was on a bus with me along with some like edmonton eskimos they were the eskimos at the time cheerleaders and barry was (laughs) telling me he's like yeah the kid's gotta learn the game because he like didn't let him play for his first like the first 20 games and the people are like what are you doing he healthy scratched him. He said that. Yeah. I, me- I remember he came out and said he doesn't think he's ready for the NHL. Yes. And then the next year he scores 51 and no Even Barry, I'm on a bus with Barry Melrose. Job. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, are you sure this is the right call here? Who did more two-pad stacks, Mike Smith or Dwayne Rolison? Because uh, Roley, the goalie, he was doing those till the end, right? Yeah, I'd say I'd give Roley the edge. I mean, Smitty every now and then likes to throw in a two-pad stack too, but I'd probably give the one to Roley. The one that I remember about Roley is he'd love to – he would get the someone to flip the puck in. He would grab it. He would drop it in the air and then hit it with his paddle or kick it in the middle of the game. I don't know why he did that, <laughs> but like he would grab it and paddle it out, out of the air, like a baseball swing. But uh, Dwayne Rolison, same thing. I mean, older veteran guy. I got to play with him in New York and Tampa and he was a gamer. The, the, the guy that I look back and like, goalie I'll always remember was Rolly because when the game was on the line um, no matter how he was feeling no matter how banged up he was he always showed up and um, you know we went on a pretty good run that year with him and he was he was solid for us of all the defensemen you've played with who's the hardest that you've ever got hit by a shot in front from uh, from a point shot Shea Weber Shea Weber yeah He's got, or, or they would Zidane call that Chara. a heavy shot, correct? Yeah, or yeah, heavy shot or Zidane Chara. Chara. I have two oh, stories. Chara broke my foot okay. and then Weber broke my shin pad, cracked it. <laughs> cracked it, what, broke it completely. What's being worked on outside your house? Seems like a lot of chiseling going on. I was wondering if you were going to be able to hear that or not. Is that bad? No, move? no, it's fine. What, what are they doing? Someone's doing construction on their house right across the street from me, which is awesome. Well, that guy's, uh, I always wonder about those guys that work those machines that your, your hands must be rattling for the rest of the day. What about your head? Your head must be rattling too. Yeah. Uh, you played with another rookie. Well, when he was a rookie, Nikita Kucherov. Nikita Kucherov was actually, when he got called up, he was my line mate. He got put on my line. Wow. Yes. I, I like to, uh, I like to remind people of that, that Kuch. 
got called up and he was put on my line. But no, I mean, Cooch was one of those players where I remember we're sitting at training camp and where, you know, they split up the, you know, inter squad games, te- different teams are scrimmaging. I'm sitting up in the, in the stands with a couple of guys are watching and we're like, who is that? And it was Cooch and he was young and he was kind of floating around the ice doing all these crazy moves and just kind of making it look easy. But at the point where it looks like he's not trying and, um, you know, after he got called up with Tampa, it didn't take him long to uh, turn to the player he is. But, you know, also also a really good guy. There's a reason why that team is so good because they have a good, good group of people in that room too. And then you go to Anaheim. So you got the legend, that is, Ryan Getzlaff, who just retired. He played, what, 1,500 games? I don't even know how many finished that, but uh, that guy was along, around a while. Yeah, Getzy... Um... Getsy was probably the guy that I play with that I think was the most complete player. Like when he was on his game, you know, he could, he was tough. He could fight. He could hit. He could score. He could pass. Um, he could play a physical game. I mean, he, he was one of those players that had the ability to slow the game down, uh, but he was also mean too. So Getsy was one of those guys I think that I look back on it now and probably the most complete captain or player I played with. And, and, and also a great, great leader too. I mean, he had, he had a way, he had a presence in the room. He had a way when he spoke that guys listened, he had a way that if he didn't speak and he just go out and do it on the ice, guys followed. So he was, um, also, I think another hall of famer. I just wish his uh, teammates had got on his ear earlier and said, shave it all off. Just shave it all off. He finally did at the end. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think he had. I think he had that battle for a long time. <laughs> yeah. uh, Corey Perry, the pride of Peterborough, Ontario, my hometown. Man, off to another Stanley Cup final. The worm. That's yeah. the worm. He just. I don't know. The worm is a guy that <clears throat> you don't realize how good he is. I think until he's uh, he's on your team, because when you play against him, when you watch him, it doesn't look like he's. I feel like with pairs, he's like he's not a great skater. He doesn't have a hard shot. His hands aren't like, you know, it's like, it's not like he's sticking on a phone booth. He's just got super long arms. He's long and dangly and he kind of like, you know, worms around guys and he finds a way. And he, the one thing I know about, about pairs was he worked extremely hard on the ice and off the ice and just has a knack for scoring goals, being in the right place, super smart and loves hockey and loves the game. And, I mean, you're seeing why he's been playing so long and still, still, you know, contributing. Um, John Gibson, there's, I guess, rumors about the Leafs are possibly going to trade for him. Interesting. And I, this is just, this is just a straight up pump session for these guys, huh? <laughs> are, are, are they, are they, no, are you can gonna... also say bad things about them. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have any bad things to say. Are these guys going to like see this? Is this going to help? Of course, me? boomsies. Everyone sees boomsies everywhere. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I know. I'm just making sure that these guys <laughs> see it. We'll send it directly to them. Okay, perfect. Uh, John Gibson, Gibby. Great guy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a great guy. We've, by the way, we've never had anyone on here where they're like, yeah, that guy's an. I'm still yeah, waiting I mean, for the first one where someone's going to say, I hate that guy. No one's ever said it. No, Gibby is a goalie that has the right um attitude for being a goalie he's very laid back he's very kind of like almost kind of like a surfer dude where it's like nothing phases him and he plays like it he's a bona fide number one in this league one of the best american goalies and yeah who knows i mean you got the inside scoop maybe he lands up in (laughs) toronto I, I got that from one of my producers, Z Money. He's Boomsies, uh, Boomsies <laughs> slash Boomsies slash Scoops. Here, I'll uh, I'll help you with these other ones because I already know Eric Carlson. Yeah, great defenseman. Anshay Kopitar, probably the nicest guy in the world. The nicest guy in the world. Uh, Jonathan Quick. I don't know anything about him. Great guy. Carey Price. Guy. Awesome guy. Awesome guy. Same thing. Good goalie. Brian Elliott, I didn't even know he was a backup with Tampa until they were out on the ice the other night. I'm like, that's freaking Brian Elliott. You were with him in Philadelphia. So whenever he would make a save, and I used to do uh, highlights on a sports show, and I'd say, Elliott. Like from E.T.? Yeah, I got it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay. He seems or, like a nice guy. Moose. We call, everyone calls him Moose. Okay. And okay. finally, let's go with Claude Giroux. He's a real yeah, I, I can't stand G. Just a terrible guy. I'm so Again, glad. one I'm of the nicest so guys. So glad they got him out of Philly. No, yeah, he is awesome. I love G. Who's was... nicer? Let's have a nice off. Uh, Andre Kopitar or Claude Giroux? Andre Kopitar. <laughs> I knew it. Just edge, just edges G just a little bit. Oh boy. Oh man, you've played in like the the warm locations: Anaheim, Tampa, Winnipeg. <laughs> I was going to say, did you, you, know, you, you forgot Ottawa. Yeah, no, you're making your way to Montreal. every Canadian team. You're, you're halfway through because you've got Ottawa, Montreal, Winnipeg. Yeah, you still have to make your way out west more. I got to go, go Toronto, knock off Toronto. Edmonton, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver. Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, yeah. You never know. We'll see. I mean, I'm I'm at nine teams right now, so I can round up to ten maybe this year. Do you have? Did you keep at least a jersey from every single one of those teams? I have one from every team. Okay. Yeah. And what was the worst? You weren't there in the Captain Highliner days of the Islanders, were you? No, I was not there. Oh boy, those were the worst jerseys in the those history are, of the NHL. Those are bad. I think the worst now. I think the worst jersey I've had since I played is the Ducks jersey. Did when they went to the old school one? No, the one that like their I played with them. Their normal jersey that they wear, I think it's terrible. Tampa went through some bad jerseys. Were you there for that period? I was. I was there. I was there when they switched to their new logo now. Okay. Yeah, so I was in their old one, yes. Well, I think we got a lot accomplished here. Who did you? Uh, we aren't making you make a pick uh, in case you go to one of those teams. I, no, you can. I I wanna... can I'm not afraid to pick. It's okay. Okay, who are you picking in the Stanley Cup final? I'm picking. Oh, I think Tampa. you already said Tampa. I'm picking Tampa in seven games. Tampa in seven. I, I think it goes the distance. Yeah. I will leave you with this one. So when I used to do the sports show, uh, I would sometimes have a nightmare where I'm like, I was late for work or I forgot all my scripts and I was on set and I'm like, oh my God, we're like 20 seconds to air. As a hockey player, do you have a reoccurring nightmare that you're late to the rink or forgot your skates or something like that? Every single dream that I have that's involved hockey, I'm late for every practice, every game. <laughs> I'm trying to get my skate on and I can't get it on for some reason. And I can't get my right one on every single time. Why, why, why is that? I don't know. It's, it's work dreams, I guess. So then you have to wake yourself up. You're like, Oh good. I wasn't late. Yeah. But even then there's been, there's been games that I've been late for and I'll show up in the middle of the first period and I'll have a great game. I'm saying, say I'll have a hat trick, but I've only I was only there for half the game because I was late. <laughs> you would have six know. goals if you were there for the whole game. I know exactly. Yeah. It's do you crazy. have the same? Do you eat the same thing before every game? No, I'll switch it up sometimes. Hmm. I'll Cocoa Pebbles. Definitely not Cocoa Pebbles, but. Yeah, no, that's no. right now. My producers are going crazy. They're like, "Will you, will you just wrap it up?" I, like, I'm what? wrapping They're it like, up. What now. are you two talking about? <laughs> you guys can keep going for hours. Nate, you're the best. Uh, <laughs> wish you the best uh, in the off season, and um, we'll see you when you play here in Toronto. Maybe on the Leafs next year. Yeah, never know. You have you have the inside scoop. So see see what happens. Call <laughs> up Dubas. Right. Call you up Dubas. and John Gibson. Yeah, call up Dubas. Hey, Thompson, what a, I keep using the same words. I always say like, what a delight, what a gem. I need new words. Nate Thompson, what a guy. (laughs) You could use that to describe someone you don't like or someone you really like. Yeah. What a guy. But I'm saying it in a good way, because I like that guy. Uh, we got to get into Boomsies Newsies, because, oh boy, we got a lot. Brooke Henderson wins the ShopRite LPGA Classic in a playoff. Brooke Henderson wins her 11th tour title. She is awesome. The pride of Smith Falls, Ontario. The only disappointing fact of this is, for the win, 
Brooke Henderson took home 262,000. Rory McIlroy won the Canadian Open and took home 1.5 million. Charles Schwartzel won the first ever Live Golf Tournament. That's the one backed by uh, the Saudis. He took home 4 million. Brooke Henderson took home 262,000. On the Live Tour, the 15th place finisher took home that same total. So let's get some uh, parody going with what the women and the men golfers make. Tim, producer Tim's going to try and make that happen. So Rory McIlroy, yeah, he won the Canadian Open. He defended his title. And he won his 21st tour title. Very popular here in Canada. I didn't... It was not televised in Canada. It was weird. I looked around and I'm like, where's this golf? And it was on no channels that I have. Unless it was on other... But it was not televised in Canada. It Very on, strange that are. It was on that CHCH. Tim? It was on CHCH. Ah, the weekend. Missed it. Okay. CHCH. Good job. That's a, a Hamilton TV station. I used to watch them a lot. Okay. So this live tournament. We haven't discussed that on this podcast yet. So the numbers have been thrown around. Like Dustin Johnson goes there, signs for $125 million. Other guys signed for $100 million. Their agent said to them, their agents, guys, if this tour lasts, you can make a lot of money on the tour plus pocket this. If this tour doesn't last, you make a lot of money, put it in your pocket, and just go back to the PGA Tour. You're a contract employee. As I said, Charles Schwartzel won $4 million for winning this tournament. Rory McIlroy took home $1.5. And Rory had to play one more day because the live tour is only three days. There's no cut. You play three days, you're done. You're done. Oh, man. The second place finisher. Annie Duplessis. Annie Duplessis won 2.1 million. Yowsers. I think you're going to see a lot of defectors to this live tour. 4 million for winning that, for winning an event, for winning a three day event with no cut. Uh, you're probably wondering, okay, so what do you get for finishing last? Oh, 120,000? You get 120,000 for finishing last in these tournaments. Okay, uh, Stanley Cup final is set. We already know that. Tampa Bay could become the first franchise to win three straight Stanley Cups since the Islanders won four straight from 1980 to 83. Uh, as you heard from Nate Thompson, he thinks they're going to get it done in seven. I didn't think he'd make a prediction, but he did. He's got the cojones. Ah! Non-sports related news. The, uh, the Russians have reopened and abandoned McDonald's under a new name. So McDonald's got out of there. They're like, you guys start a war somewhere. We aren't giving you Big Macs. We're done. So the Russians saw 15 former McDonald's restaurants reopen this past weekend under new branding and ownership. The restaurants now go by which translates to tasty and that's it. Not a bad title. I want tasty. I don't want fancy. I just want tasty and nothing else. Tasty and that's it. Das Vadanya. 
This one is terrifying. A suspended Google employee warns that their AI is sentient, meaning it's getting a brain of its own. This employee said one of the requests from the AI is that the programmers respect its right to consent and must ask permission before they run tests. I would be running out of that building. So that's like going onto your phone and your phone says, you have to say, excuse me, Mr. Telephone, can I use you? And it says yes or no. The world is... We are living in a simulation. We are living in a simulation. Can we all agree on this? It's becoming very apparent. Let's just all go to Vegas. Sounds like someone's in my house. I'm sure we're fine. (laughs) Oh, this one. Swedish trash cans talk dirty to you. In an effort to reduce littering, there's a campaign in Sweden that uses dirty talking trash cans to get people to use them. They're a pair of green garbage bins that use provocative phrases. So you're probably thinking, what are the phrases? Here they are. It says, come back quickly and do that again. Oh, yeah, right there. Yes. That was crazy good. And mm, a bit more to the left next time. Also. Oh, that wasn't one of the phrases. That was just a long beep because we can't say that on this podcast. Uh, Sorry, Tim. I had to do it because everyone was thinking it. Uh, Whale swallows man. That's bullshit. Whenever you see that, okay, who was there to witness it? No one? Yeah, sure, Billy. Yeah, we believe you. And only fan models uh, are going on a reality TV show in which they uh, they give up the glam life for farm life, and they try running a dairy farm. They already did this, Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. What was it called, Simple Life? Show's already been done. Only fans. No one knows you. Well, Tim knows you all by your first name. Tim's the only one. And Tim knows that garbage phrase very well that I just used. It's going to be a lot of editing involved here. Uh, <laughs> I hope every, How are you doing? Serious. Is everyone doing okay? I was feeling like... Uh, not so good. Then I uh, just started doing this podcast uh, today, and I'm like, I feel better. Dealing with a situation, I'm I'm like, this. I could let this derail my day instead. Whatever. We're living in a computer game. We're living in non-reality. So I just think of that. I'm like, also, if you look at the sky at night, and you think about our problems compared to the size of the universe, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Speaking of which, I started rewatching Atlanta, the TV show, one of the greatest shows of all time. There are episodes that are devoted to one topic, and they're mesmerizing. Like one guy tries to get a haircut. That's the entire episode. And it is enthralling. Another one is about a kid that wears a FUBU shirt uh, to school. And another kid's wearing the same one. And then they're trying to figure out who's got the fake one. And one of the kids who gets told he's wearing the fake one when he's wearing the real one. They bully him. Turns out he ends up committing suicide when he gets home and I'm like holy just brings you back down to earth in which you I I say if you've got problems they don't mean anything that's easy for me to say but when you're in middle school or element if you're in high school 
and you get bullied, you think there's no coming back from that. You think this is the end of my world. And when that happened in that show, Atlanta, I'm just like, oh man, how do you, how do you tell a kid this is all going to go away? How do you tell them that this problem that seems like it's bigger than Mount Everest is all going to go away? It's in a couple of days, it's going to mean nothing. But in that moment, you think my world is over. Ah, oh, geez, just want to throw my, my arms around kids who, who get bullied and want to throw my arms around the bullies. Get a life. God, I hate bullies. Oh, sorry. I got kind of sidetracked here as we got into the email section of boomsies. Hey, Tulsi, thanks for the Bollywood taco hype. That place was wicked. And what's the deal with the TTC streetcar wraps? Are you eating us or throwing us up? Your fan from Coburg. And still Lindsay's husband, Haji. Bollywood Taco, a restaurant in downtown Oshawa. Unreal. And the TTC streetcar wraps. There's a Bet Rivers streetcar covered in Bet Rivers and my face. And it looks like I'm eating the passengers. Get in my mouth. Hi, Dan. In a few episodes beyond. Oh, sorry. Hi, Dan. I'm a few episodes behind and was listening to episode 17 while mowing my lawn earlier this evening. If the neighbors already don't think I was weird, they certainly do now because I laughed out loud while Ron was biting your finger and you were howling in pain. P.S. What year did you start with the network that shouldn't be named? I started there in 2002. I have a distinct memory of seeing you on a TV doing a highlight package as a kid from Truro, Nova Scotia, and I've been a fan ever since. Years later, my buddy Ryan and I went to see you in Jay and Pugwash during the craft celebration tour as well. PPS. It was great to hear Engineer Jim, a voice a few episodes back. Love that guy from the Fox podcast days. Have a great day, buddy. Andy West. Thanks, Andy. I remember Pugwash. We drove, we stayed at Fox Harbor. We didn't get to play golf. And then uh, I think we drove by Ann Murray's home. I think she lives out there somewhere. It was a very Canadian, Canadian visit. Hey, Dan, love the podcast and love watching you on that previous sports channel you used to work at. The Tampa Bay teams, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> Hi. The Tampa Bay teams are called Tampa Bay because they represent the entire Tampa Bay region. Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, Dunedin, etc. Similar to Golden State representing more than just Oakland, San Francisco. I realize that you've already spent more time than any person rightfully should discussing Tampa Bay sports. Keep up the great work supporting mental health and providing us all some laughs. Brian. Because I said there is no Tampa Bay. It's just Tampa. But all the teams are called Tampa Bay. But if this is the case then the Toronto Maple Leafs should be the GTA Leafs. If they're representing the entire region, GTA is pretty huge. So Toronto Maple Leafs, you got to change your name. You're the GTA Leafs. Ooh, that's a lengthy one. I can't get through that because uh, we're, we're getting tight for time here. Hey, Dan. Well, uh, with all due respect to the Stanley Cup final, you're done. And CFL opening weekend, you're done too. I am happily investing my time over the past four days following the Tour Divide instead. It's a mountain bike race through the Rockies from Banff to the Mexican border, covering approximately 4,200 kilometers and begins on the second Friday of June each year. Riders are expected to complete the route without any outside support, and there are no prizes for winning. The course records held by a guy who averaged over 300 kilometers per day for nearly two full weeks. Among this year's racers are a 60-something-year-old from Kel uh, fella from Coburg, just up the road from you, and Toronto's Theo Kelsey. As I write this on Monday afternoon, Theo is the top Canadian, riding in 18th place, and has pedaled about 830 kilometers over three and a half days. My question for you, if Dan O'Toole raced the Tour Divide, 
How many days would it take you to finish that route? And how many pairs of man-made underwear would be taken along for the ride? Thanks for the laughs every week and keep up the great work. P.S. My 10-year-old daughter just binged half a season of The Floor is Lava after I told her about your interview with Rutledge Wood a couple weeks ago. So he'll be file that under yet another Boomsies success story. Brad. Thanks for your question, Brad. So it's a 4,200 kilometers um, race. I mentioned before that I once rode a bike from Long Island, New York to Peterborough, Ontario with my friend Steve Webb, and that's um, 900 kilometers. Or th- I think it was maybe 1,200 kilometers, 900 miles. I don't know. So we did that in a week. So what's the math there? So uh, I could do this race in, so I got 1,000. I could do it in a month. I could do 4,200. I can't do more than 100 kilometers in a day. I'm sorry. Can't do it. Don't want to do it. Uh, after that bike ride, I said, I'm never riding a bike again. I ride a, a bike around town here leisurely, but not to get anywhere specifically. It's just for leisure because I threw a bike in a ditch on that bike ride. And I don't want to ever have to do that again. I don't want to ride through the Rockies from Banff to the Mexican border. No thanks for no prize and no one to help. No. Thanks for your emails. Really appreciate it. Coburg, a couple of mentions in there. Justin uh, Williams, hometown. Mr. Game 7. Make sure you email us at yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. That's Y-A, let's talk at gmail.com. We appreciate our guest, Nate Thompson, for coming on here. We hope you uh, wrote down that movie recommendation. We do not steer you wrong. We've now got Rescue Rangers, and we've got Nick Cage's new movie, which I always forget the name of it, The the Overwhelming Weight of Great Talent. Sure. Don't be a bully. And if you think you've got a problem... And it's the end of the world. Guess what? This too shall pass. I promise you. We'll see you next week. Tim, hit it. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, boozy.